Season 1 is over. We tackled Jason Voorhees, Pinhead, and Death himself. We have survived. A new year has come. Season 2 of Beauty and the Geast Podcast has begun. The latest installment of the Beauty and the Geese Podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Uh, I am DeGeast, I am Pat, over there is The Beauty. That'd be me, I'm Scott, aka The Beauty of the Beauty and DeGeast podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. We are in the middle, we got the middle child of the Urban Legends series here, Urban Legends Final Cut, um, from 2000. Starring Jennifer Morrison from House, and then from the greatest TV show of the 90s, Blossom. We had Joey Lawrence. We had uh, Ava Mendez was here, Anthony Anderson. Uh, So pretty star-studded cast. Uh, Let's just, you know, we'll just hop right into this movie because this is just not... not, This will probably be a pretty quick... uh, Pretty, pretty quick rundown of this movie, even though we forgot to talk about what's going on in life and promote your Canada shows, but you'll be in Canada when this comes out anyway. Yeah, I'll be performing in Thunder Bay. So, I guess if you listen to it early enough, you have time to drive to Thunder Bay to catch Pat's <laughs> show. I'll see you there. I paid three fifty for this on Amazon Prime. How about you? Yeah, I ended up doing the same thing. I did not... I did not get the free Tubi version. No, I, uh, I was going to try to watch it real quick, and of course, I'm a procrastinator. I ended up paying out. Yep. Yep. Uh, where do we begin? We begin on a plane. I was almost having flashbacks of uh, Final Destination. They're on a plane, youngsters. You know, they don't really say why, but some have uh, afraid of flying. Couple of them want to get get laid. They want to join the Mile High Club. They go to the airplane restroom, uh, where there's uh, I forget <laughs> you're going down or something is written in lipstick. Right, which they walk in, you can see the mirror, and it's not there. And then he starts taking care of some business there. And she looks over there, and it's now it's been written in lipstick on the mirror. So there are so many, (laughs) so many bad holes in this film. (laughs) This is just the first of many. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, yeah, they uh, the plane takes it takes looks looks like it hits some turbulence. All the oxygen masks drop down and. They uh, quickly run out of the bathroom after they see that, and everybody's dead. (laughs) First class coach, yeah, they're all dead. Except for creepy-looking flight attendant guy. Which, uh, yeah, they run back to their seats, and uh, flight attendant guy just pulls the knife out of creepy guy in the green shirt's chest. Because he was he was earlier before they started getting it before the other two folks started getting it on in the bathroom, he was talking about how uh, 
you know, there's the urban legend of people being, you know, with the creature being seen on the wing of the airplane and the airplane crashes and <sighs> somehow, right? The, I mean, I guess this is pre-9-11, so maybe whatever. But yeah, the, the, the couple that was getting it on in the bathroom, they make it to the cockpit where they can just walk right in. And both pilots are dead. And uh, the guy's holding the door shut while the girl is trying to call for help on the radio as uh, other creepy flight attendant guy is trying to, you know, knock the door. He's trying to open up the door uh, to kill them both, which uh, all of a sudden you see a guy's face in the cockpit window and turns out it's a movie scene. And this woman's terrible acting is causing them to... uh, Stop filming right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, which they, they did kind of, they do say too, don't fly the plane because as she's, you know, trying to call for help, she's also sitting like she was in the, in the bathroom with the uh, flight stick between her legs as well. She would pretend it was the guy's head again. This is uh, Sandra, I think. Yeah, many, many annoying characters that we'll meet throughout the show. Sandra, the notorious bad actress. Yes, apparently she's. Uh, it's remarked a couple of times where um, she they've seen better acting in porn movies than they've seen her in porn movies. So gives you a clue as what they think of her acting chops. Yeah, and we find out uh, all our characters, they're attending film school, or maybe they're just film majors at whatever college this is. It's uh, (laughs) I didn't find many of the details to be notable enough to remember or write down, but they are all directors or wannabe directors or actors or wannabe actors. Yes, they are at Alpine University, and they are all students for their with their thesis films that are going to be coming out uh, for the prestigious Hitchcock Award, which virtually guarantees them a a film career in Hollywood. Why that would guarantee them a career in Hollywood by making a shitty student film and winning an award is beyond me, but apparently it'll at least open up the door for them. We We have Amy... I just bullet pointed some uh, some ideas, some important notes. Amy, Amy needs a script. Amy doesn't isn't quite sure what she's gonna do for her final, but uh, she uh, she's getting a ride home from Reese. Reese, as you remember, is the security guard from the uh, the first movie, and uh, kind of talking about her troubles. I don't know what to do. Reese gives her an idea, like. Uh, I, I got a good idea. It's and basically gives her the whole urban legend one plot line from the first movie. Yes, she did. Yeah. And Amy's just like, perfect. I'll do that. And, uh, tells her professor, the professor is like, perfect. You do that. That's a great idea. So, uh, so that's her, (laughs) that's her plan. I guess she's going to do urban legends. One, the movie, for her school project. Her Hitchcock award-winning idea. <laughs> and then we uh, we start 
the killing does at least start somewhat quickly. Well, I didn't time it for this one, but uh, I believe the scene right after that, they've got a uh, a young couple at a at a bar. They're drinking. Who was this woman? Was this woman anyone important or just a nobody? It was an, as far as I know, it was nobody. It wasn't anybody that I remember seeing in anything else at yes, all. That's what I thought, which is another somewhat whole once we reveal the motives at the end, but whatever. Um, yeah, a couple, they're out drinking at the bar. They got a couple of looks like martini glasses. Uh, someone drugs them while they're not looking. The fella leaves. The gal goes to the, the coat room, uh, gets jumped, bag thrown over her head, wakes up in a tub full of ice. Uh, covered in ice. She's got, uh, you know, stitch marks across her abdomen. <laughs> yes, it is the kidney harvest urban legend. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there's, yeah, she, she wakes up. Yeah, there's a guy in another room. Washing stuff off in the sink, she climbs out of the tub. Uh, eventually, uh, does knock some ice cubes from the tub onto the onto the floor, which alerts the the uh, the guy washing dishes in the sink there. And uh, she manages to lock him out of. You know, she runs back into the bathroom. She locks the doors. There, he has to smash his way through the doors. She's trying to climb out the window. The dog's trying to get at her as she's trying to climb out the window. Uh, he does manage to uh, the 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 killer does manage to grab her by the still open wound from where her kidney <laughs> was removed and uh, pull her most of the way back in. And she rips out. You know, she's ripping every. She, Doing her best to claw away, she rips off the bottom part of the windowsill there. Uh, or I guess I shouldn't say that, the bottom part of the, the pane of glass for the window. And uh, the killer decides that he's just going to kill her by closing the window and uses the window as a makeshift guillotine. Which wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, it's a very clean, fast cut. But... Uh... <laughs> That that glass Whatever. that glass would break as soon as it got to their spine. Like you could kill her that way, absolutely, but you're not going to cut her head clean off like that because that 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 glass would would break before the the spine would be severed. The spinal cord would be, or the I shouldn't say that the spinal column would be severed. Well, this woman she also manages to uh, she gets on her cell phone, calls nine one one, and is like, "Hey, I woke up in a tub of ice." And the 911 operator is just like, yeah, let me guess, your kidney's gone. She's like, yeah. And the operator is like, don't waste my time. It just hangs up on her. Yeah. Again, you can tell it's a movie because that would not happen in real life, even if you called and said that. Yeah, they have to at least uh, treat it as an emergency until they prove otherwise. But again, so many holes in this thing. Or just like the ice. The ice scene, like when she wakes up out of the ice... She like bursts out of it gasping. And then 30 seconds later, she's like trying to tiptoe out of the tub so the guy in the next room won't hear. And it's like, okay, so he didn't hear you like gasping and <laughs> bursting well, out of the ice. But <laughs> he, he had the water running in the sink, so he couldn't hear it. <laughs> so he wouldn't hear that. Oh, man. So that's, that's, 
That's kill number one, which again, like we mentioned, I don't think is ever comes up again. It's nobody's friend. She, I don't think she's tied to any of this. Like not they have I... many of the dead bodies at the end. <laughs> not her. Not that I remember seeing at all. Uh, so we uh, we cut to the next day. I don't know. I have film project drama as a bullet point. I think this is like Joey Lawrence's character is pissed off at Amy. Like uh, she's doing horror or something or when he doesn't want her doing that. Uh, we do find out Amy's a bit of a Hollywood brat. I guess you could call it. Her dad's a famous director who's now dead that she yeah. kind of wanted to keep hidden. But Joey Lawrence found out. Her, yeah, her dad was a uh, yeah documentarian who was killed by nature. He he basically was was the man versus bear or whatever, the bear guy that went out there to film the bears and to live with the bears and then got killed by the bears. Yeah. So there's some uh, I don't know. There's some strife. Joey Lawrence, what's his name? Graham. Graham, Graham. is his name in the movie. Yeah, it wasn't Joey because he didn't go, whoa. Oh, so that's, you know, that's a minor subplot. They're kind of setting up him to maybe be the bad guy, but uh, but whatever. Um, I think after that we go to, uh, they, they like end a day of filming. Sandra, Sandra, the terrible actress, she's about to go home, goes out to the car, her vehicle, realizes she has forgotten her keys. So she heads back onto the set. Um, you can tell there's someone there watching her from the shadows. He fires up a, uh, a camera, films her. You kind of just hear her scream. You don't really get more details than that. Uh, like I think it's the next day, next morning, probably. Uh, students are watching watching their film footage, kind of commenting on what a bad screamer she is, how unbelievable her acting is in these scenes. And then uh, they're watching the movie. They think it's over. It, it continues. It's it's the old reel to reel. It keeps keeps on rolling, and uh, a new murder scene appears on stage. Suddenly, she's a great actress. <laughs> Yeah, well, we we did also, yeah, there there was a part in there, too, right when Amy gets to, to the sound stage there, where um, they, ha they have the, the fake death of Sandra, where they, 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 well, the lighting guy, I think it's Dirk, is the lighting guy, pretends to drop the light, well, he does drop the light, you hear it crash, you hear Sandra scream, and they go over, and she's full of blood, and looks like the light has crashed on her. And then she gets up and starts laughing because Amy freaked out about it. That was right before Sandra died. She died that in, at the end of that scene. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then she says she's trying out for some uh, some movie in California or something. Yep, of course. Conveniently disappears. You know, she's got a she's got an excuse to go out of town. Right when she gets killed, so nobody really notices that she's gone. Very rev reminiscent of Jocks Joshua Jackson going skiing in the in the first film. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, they have the dailies that they're watching, and yeah, she looks terrible. And then suddenly they think she's actually a pretty decent actress when she's really being killed. And uh, we go on to the next scene. Yeah, which is, uh, I believe, uh, they find out Travis, another student, another film student, Travis has killed himself. Shot himself in the head. Um, he's one of their friends. He had a couple of <laughs> meaningless scenes prior to this. Uh, Amy is uh, Amy's friends with him. Amy goes to visit, I guess, the scene of the, the incident, which is like the top of this bell tower. Uh, sees Travis there. Travis emerges from the shadows. You find out pretty quick it's not Travis. It's his twin brother, Trevor. And Trevor... <laughs> this is not... <laughs> The whole introduction of Trevor and like Trevor's motivation is just again so unrealistic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it reminded that... it reminded me of Beerfest, where you know Kevin Heffernan's character dies, landfill, and then he comes back. You know, they walk into his funeral, and there he is there, and it's like, oh, well, I'm his bro, you know. I'm not Ron, I'm Don. You, but you can, if it makes you feel better, you can call me Landfill, too. You know, so it's pretty much, oh, he's got this long Nobody knew about his twin brother that he had, you know, because that wouldn't be something that might come up in a random conversation that you have with these people that you've spent the last, you know, six, eight months at least, at yeah. minimum working on film projects and going to film school with. It's not like they just met a week ago. Yeah, some of your best college friends. It's never came up. Like, <laughs> And also, another, to just continue that point, Travis also is like very secretive, wants no one to know he's here, and also is insistent that... Uh, <laughs> Trevor's insistent that Travis actually did not kill himself. Yes, and uh, yeah, Amy Amy agrees to that, but you know, she's kind of figuring out what you know what's going on with this, and uh, as she's, um, wait, is this where she runs into Reese again when she gets chased? Uh, my next notes, which are imperfect, is uh, the scene where camera guy dies, whatever okay. his name was, but... Simon. Yeah, I believe it was Simon. But it, yeah, it, it's it's Simon. Yeah, because they're yeah they're recording the scenes of people screaming. Uh, Amy is uh, they they're gonna wrap it up for the night. Simon decides he needs to go have a smoke, and uh, she's got more screams that she needs to do. She needs to get recorded, so she they're doing that while Simon's out smoking. He gets attacked. Gets clubbed to death with, looked like a pepper grinder. <laughs> it 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 really didn't look like uh, much there. Uh, yeah, and and Amy hears, you know, she she cuts off the screaming because they had like six or eight people in there screaming. Uh, she cuts it off and hears Simon screaming as he's getting attacked there. So she goes to look at it, finds his dead body. This is where, yeah, she talks to Reese now and uh, gets yeah. the security. Reese won't 
watch the security tapes at with her there, but she does uh, allow Amy to review the security tapes, which she does and sees Simon get attacked. As she's going back to find Reese uh, to let her know, you know, to show her what's on the tapes there, she gets confronted by the killer. She ends up hiding in the sewers in the tunnels below the uh, at, at Alpine University where Reese uh, eventually confronts her with the gun, makes sure she's okay because she can see her on the, on the video cameras there. She's running away from the killer. But, of course, she conveniently lost the tape that showed anything happened to Simon. <laughs> Which again, Reese, for someone who like survived a serial killer incident, is one of the most trusting and least suspicious security cards I've ever seen. <laughs> She's just like, you know, Amy's Amy's like constantly there's a murderer on campus. If you just look at this footage during this time, you will see the murder happen. And Reese is just like, ah, I don't have time for that. Here you look. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a film student. You don't know how to edit this stuff at all. Well, here's the here's the tapes. And this and this is a constant theme. Like there are at least out of two or three times where Amy goes to Reese and just says, you know, this person was murdered on campus. And Reese is like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I got after fired. you know being one of the fired. one of the only survivors from the last incident, just doesn't think it could happen again. I got fired because I didn't want to go along with the cover up, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna allow it to be covered up this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, she doesn't believe Amy whatsoever and thinks Amy's crazy. Um, Amy. Amy never really goes to the police. Uh, she she doesn't go to Trevor, who, who I guess Trevor is part of the reason she doesn't go to the police. Trevor, I forget that Trevor's got some lame-ass excuse, but he's just like, yeah, my the history of my brother and I, uh, we just we just can't go to the police on this. We have to solve it ourselves. <laughs> well, yeah, Tre- Trevor has had some incidents with the law in the past, is what it seems like to me. And... He's not. He's probably probably wouldn't be very well, very much believed by law enforcement if he did go to them and say, "Hey, you know, my brother died here on this campus." He he, they're you know, you guys are calling it a suicide, but I don't think it was. We need you to look into this more because he does kind of say that you know, Travis was the good. Travis was the good brother. Trevor was uh, not as much of a good brother as as Travis was, and and that's yeah. how they kind of had they had their differences in life that way. They chose so, different yeah. paths. So they uh, they come up with a little bit of a plan. They're going to draw the killer out by. <laughs> And again, here's their brilliant plan. They will they will shoot a scene in the old mine. And like Amy is directing and Trevor will just kind of be around in the shadows waiting to come when the killer reveals himself. Yeah, don't worry. I'll protect you. <laughs> yeah, perfect plan. So uh, they start shooting. Stan, who's played by Anthony Anderson, Stan. <laughs> Uh, as a brief run-in with the killer who uh, electrocutes him to death. It's a pretty pretty uneventful. Actually, he looks like he's going to pickaxe him to death, 
instead chops up a, a power cable and electrocutes Stan. Yep. And then yeah, Dirk gets is climbing up the ladder and he gets he gets his hands pickaxed as he's trying to climb this ladder and falls down and then the killer jumps down and electrocutes him as well. Yeah, which again, back to back electrocutions. If you and I have said one thing over and over, it's uh, mix it up and have some fun with the deaths. You can't don't just do back two back to back electrocutions. And you know, and, and Amy didn't want the whole crew there, but everybody that was still alive at this point was there, and she sent them away to go get food. And the entire time, you know, like the the funniest part was like she tells them to go get food, and then she turns and looks directly at Trevor, who's standing over just just hiding in the, like the minor shadow of a tree. It was actually kind of terrible, you know, like it was just like pretty bad oh, filmography yeah. there like how did how did these people not see him just standing there like right <laughs> again and, and again the guy who's you know the the twin of their dead friend is just barely hidden wandering around campus well the other thing like these are her these are her friends so her plan is to have her friends kind of un wittingly be bait for a serial killer <laughs> well she no but that's the thing she wanted to she wanted to do that herself. Like it was just supposed to be her and Trevor there that her friends were not supposed to be there. That's what, that's what the plan that they came up with. And then they oh, all right. showed up well, when they, when they found out that there was this location in this old mine that they were shooting at, everybody else showed up. So. so was, okay. After Dirk gets electrocuted, uh, that caused the power to go out. Amy goes down the mine to investigate, uh, finds them dead. Of course, the killer, who's got like a fencing mask, appears. There's a bit of a chase. Um, I don't know. She kind of outsmarts him enough, at least, to escape. Uh, Reese, <laughs> Reese, there, there's a you know, there's a back and forth cat and mouse, but eventually Amy escapes. Right as Reese shows up, <laughs> and again, <laughs> she's just like. Uh, you stupid kids, you know, killing the power in here. And she's asking Amy, like, is there anything else going on that I need to know about? Amy, again, still not willing to, I guess, escalate it to police involvement, doesn't mention her two dead friends just right behind them in the mine. So uh, <laughs> Reese just goes away. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, how can you be at a prestigious university without a fencing program? That's all there is to it. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> like, half, half the, most colleges and the schools in the country, like people be like, what the hell is that mask? That's weird as hell. But yeah, this is a fancy school, you can tell. Well, you know, they're famous children of uh, rich directors and such. Yeah. But again, re it, it, like, if my friends had been murdered in a mine, I don't care what Trevor's or history is with the police. I'm telling the authorities at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> right? And isn't this where, yeah, because as soon as Reese shows up, of course, Trevor is gone. He's nowhere to be found. And she, yeah. goes, back, she goes back to her apartment where uh, Trevor has apparently now found out where she lives. 
Yeah, and his excuse is just like, oh, I saw Graham, so I chased him. And, yeah, and so, yeah, they kind of have a little conversation there about that. And then he's like, oh, you should just, you know, you should, you should just, you must be exhausted. You should get some rest. So she just lays down to go to sleep and then has a little dream sequence of uh, getting it on with Trevor. And, uh, yeah, they're there. And and as as they're as they're getting it on, Trevor decides to stab her, <laughs> which again, as he stabs her, that wakes her up, which was really weird anyway. Because if she's sitting up like that, how's he going to stab her? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but my arms aren't that long. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she now she wakes up. Um, He's gone. Sees- yeah, he's gone again, which he promised he'd never leave. Uh, sees some lights in the tower, the tower where Travis killed himself, and uh, decides to go check it out. Yep, and this is where, as she gets up to the tower, there she starts talking to, to Trevor, and the chair turns around, and it is Vanessa. It is not Trevor at all. Vanessa, who we haven't mentioned much, but Vanessa, played by uh, Ava Mendez. Yes. And they talk about, and she's like, I got your note, which I can only assume they had set up earlier, Vanessa's a lesbian. I can only assume it was a, like, fake lesbian note. It was a, yeah, to, it was a love note. To meet, meet me in the tower. Okay. Meet me in the yeah, tower on like, Tuesday night. <laughs> and Amy's like, I didn't write you a note. And then Amy knows right then. It's like, oh, this is a plot to for, from the murderer to kill me. And she's right. They they have like a bodies start dropping from the sky and of the previous students killed. Um, they run. They climb higher and higher up in the tower. Uh, they try to hide in this little like I don't know maintenance closet or something. But uh, Vanessa gets grabbed, yanked out. Amy is kind of trapped in there for a little bit. By the time she escapes the closet, uh, Vanessa is just hanging there by a noose, dead. Was it a noose? I thought she got put on a meat hook. Was it a meat hook? That's what I thought it was, but... I, I wouldn't trust me, but I wouldn't trust myself. I was kind of <laughs> waiting for this one to end at this point. but as, Well, as I told you, I watched this movie over three days, so it's not like I, I'm <laughs> the best... Uh... <laughs> Like, sure. That, that if if that gives you any description of, of how well this movie is with you know the all of the people that we have mentioned by name and there's not even all of them like there's a lot of recognizable faces in this movie and it took me three days to watch this movie. Yeah, so many characters, so many famous actors, all of them wasted. Um. Vanessa being one of them, like she was barely in it. She had about four lines in the entire movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Amy panics at this point, um, runs out of there, freaking the hell out, bumps right into Trevor again. And again, Amy, Amy now suspicious, like, where were you? You know, people are getting killed and Trevor's just like, I found something. You have to believe me. And she's like, okay. And then they go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it? Again, 
tower full of dead bodies. Tower full of dead bodies. And she suspects Trevor now may be the killer. But he's just like, I found something. You have to believe me. And they just go to the library to look things up. They have to go check this out. I mean, all right. To give to give credit, though, to right, this movie came out in 2000. This was Ava Mendez's third movie role. And the, okay. fir- the, the first one was Children of the Corn Part 5, Fields of Terror. And the other one was The Disciples, which I have never even heard of. So, like, this was before she got it big. This was before they knew what she could actually do. So, I, I will, I will, I will let it go. This was prior to the Too Fast, Too Furious <laughs> <laughs> famous sure. scenes in there. So, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be nice enough to to let her to let to let this this choice of being in this film slide. Slide. The writing won't slide because. No. They go to the library. They go to the library, and here's what he's found: is like again, he's just got access to like, I don't even know what this program is, but it's absurd. You can like put in your classmates' names, and it tells you what they all have in common. That's the program he's using, and he couldn't find anything till he took Amy out of the off the list, and then they, it turns out they all worked on the same project together. The Gods of Men, which was Travis's film that he was working on for his final. So he the they go they go find it in the film room. They found out it had been spliced. It's a it's a steaming pile of dog shit. But they realized, oh, it's been spliced. Somebody took everything out of it and just left the credits attached to some shitty movie. So they Who's the last person? Toby. They, Toby's some other student who I guess we've has never been mentioned, but uh, they decide to go kidnap Toby. They pull him over in the street, kidnap him at gunpoint, take him up to the tower, and uh, invite the professor. And there, Which, they're like, I mean, we'll all sort this out. Yeah, and and and, and Toby is not a kid either <laughs> i mean toby was played yeah. by anson mount who was uh i guess probably the best known for being bohannon from hell on wheels um but he's been in he's been in a lot of stuff and uh yeah they bring him up to the tower they're confronting him about that the professor comes in because uh, they're accusing toby of Cutting off, uh, cutting Travis's film out of there, and just putting you know different, putting it under, putting the credits under the different film. And uh, yeah, he kind of he doesn't. He says he he doesn't. He'd never seen the film or anything like that. He just did the the audio, and even Travis did that. They kind of lied for that, and the professor gets upset and. Kills Toby because he gave him an A for audio recording when he didn't even do it. So now we found out who the bad guy is. It is the professor. And it's just the classic, like, villain speech where he's like, here's how I did it, here's why I did it. Just annoying as hell. And it's such a stupid reason. 
He's like annoyed that he's trapped there as an instructor. And uh, Travis's film was so good. This was his one chance to like get out of here and be a real director. But he had to get like Travis out of the way and these students. And how could he do that? But then Amy's idea to shoot a film based on urban legends was the perfect excuse he needed to frame her for killing all these students. So he would kill them all, frame her, steal Travis's film, uh, pretend it was his own, and then become a famous big-time director. That was his, that was his motivation. <laughs> right, and what, what led him to that as well, which he mentioned in, in his speech too, was that he had... There was a un, an unprecedented tie between him and one of the uh, oh, guest God. directors that they were talking about. So they had a a special guest judge be the deciding vote, and it happened to be Amy's dad that voted against him. So he, yeah, so he was stuck at the at Alpine University being a, a, an instructor for. Uh, for the film school, while the other guy, which they mentioned something like that, uh, they mentioned him earlier in the film, but they don't actually talk about him at all, uh, went on to become a famous director. And this was whatever. It's just such such a stupid plan. <laughs> It it really is, you know, and and the whole thing ends up kind of being in a in a good old Reservoir Dogs standoff where three different people have guns, because um, when when they when when they had the the whole thing, uh, who did he say so he hit somebody with a shovel and knocked him into a grave? Was that Graham? Yeah, Graham had appeared uh, at the last moment and. Uh... <laughs> You find out he's not the bad guy, and he tries to help, but yeah, gets knocked out pretty fast with a shovel. Yeah, tossed into a grave. Reese shows up where uh, Amy's got a Amy's got a gun pointed at the professor. The professor has a gun pointed at Amy and Trevor. Reese shows up. She's got she you know she's got her gun. She kind of, you know they're there again in the reservoir dog standoff. She tells Amy to lower her gun. Uh, so Amy does. Professor says, you know, threat tries to shoot Amy. Finds out that there her gun is the prop, and uh, yeah, and they shoot the professor. Yeah, and it's such a dumb scene where, like, yeah, they they knock over. It's like a shelf of one hundred prop pistols. <laughs> <laughs> so they knock over the shelf of one hundred prop pistols onto the real pistol, and yeah, they all grab one. They don't know who's who, but uh, <laughs> Prof gets a fake one. I don't know. Yep, gets killed for it. Gets killed for it. That that and he kind of was kind of being a dick about it because you know, yeah, he was trying to steal somebody's work. He gets shot. Cut to the next scene where uh, Amy's a real now big time director. She's directing her own film apparently loosely based on this urban legend series. Um, then cut to one more scene. Prof, professor does survive. He seems a little uh, drugged up and out of it. And then you see that his nurse is Rebecca Gayhart. Yep. Well, we, well there, there was one more thing, too, where they had, yeah, 
because they 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 cut to the scene where they're gonna give away the Hitchcock Award, uh, and they're giving it posthumously to to Travis, but Trevor's there to accept it. And as Trevor's walking up to accept it, uh, there is the weird guy with the uh, the assault rifle aimed at uh, at Trevor, who happens to just catch Reese's uh, attention just in time, and she. Uh, puts four shots into him. He falls down into that, and it turns out, yes, that that is all a movie scene now, and yes, Amy is working there. A- Amy's directing her own film with Reese is one of the actors, and Trevor is one of the actors, it, based on what just previously happened to her. And yeah, then it cuts to the professor in the hospital there, and probably, I'm assuming it is a, an institution and it is Brenda from the first movie that is taking care of him as she wheels him away. And she's like, oh, looks like we have something in common. And, you know, and then she looks right into the camera knowing that, you know, you just saw the the survivor. She survived the first movie, which wasn't, you know, I mean, you knew that anyway, because she was at the scene at the second college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she chose nursing Rule school, credit. apparently. Yeah, she just. Yeah, but wanted to help. So, yep, roll credits, end scene, end movie. Thank God it's fucking over. Yeah, this is a rough one. As I said, I mean, like, the the the, the, the scores in Rotten Tomatoes are 10% and 14%, I believe. So, obviously, uh, this did not do well at all. Uh, oh, 10 and 20%. Sorry, apparently it jumped 6% since I last looked. So <laughs> somebody liked it. Not us. Yeah, I would not uh, would not recommend this one. No, we just watched this one so you didn't have to. Um, but yeah, but there's one more of this to go, and then we can move on to Christmas season. Well, we got Thanksgiving... We got a Thanksgiving movie, and then we'll have uh, some, maybe do some Christmas movies for December. Hell yes. So, all right, well, I guess we kind of jumped into the movie right away, but and we did mention your Thunder Bay show. What else you got planned? Uh, not much. Looking forward to that. I will be in the middle of the uh, Thunder Bay weekend as this releases, which... Uh... Which should be fun. After that, I have a show in Brainerd, Minnesota on uh, November 18th at Yesterday's Gone. So because that's uh, what's upcoming. How about you? Anything fun? Uh, I actually had a, I had a busy weekend. I played some games on Saturday. I played some Marvel Crisis Protocol on Saturday. Uh, spent, uh, what was it? Uh, I guess close to 12 hours playing, playing that. And then... On Sunday, went and played some magic with the old group, including your brother. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Uh, I think I, I think my uh, my plan worked well. My my deck worked fairly well. My plan also, I think, worked fairly well. The only thing that I have to do, I had to figure out a way that you get more card draw into the into the deck because. There was a lot of times where I was sitting there with either zero or one card in hand, so. 
And was this, uh, did you guys play Vintage? We did, and we played some uh, some regular games, too. So Okay. The, vin- the Vintage games, the Vintage deck worked pretty well. Um, except again, like I said, I just, I just don't have, there isn't a whole lot of card draw if you don't use with, with that kind of stuff, if you don't use, uh, banned cards like Ancestral Recall. So, <laughs> yeah, man. And there's uh, a few things worse than when you get to top decking and magic. Yeah. And you just get like three turns of land or something. <laughs> yeah. There, there was the, the, the game that I had Chuck on my team, uh, it, it was it was pretty it was pretty brutal. When I I think I had like fourteen lands or something like that, and just nothing. I I wasn't drawing anything. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. And uh, yeah, so I think and I think this weekend coming up, I think I have a silver bayonet event going on on Saturday when this will release. I'll be in the middle of playing the uh, the silver bayonet, which is a Napoleonic era gothic horror game. So I have my, I have my crew of Englishmen, and we're gonna go try to find some monsters and and hunt some monsters. So. It's a game I'm not familiar with, and that's like a specific, <laughs> it's a very specific it, it, like genre right there. It, it it is, but I mean it's it's written by a guy who does a lot of the games that we play anyway. So I actually have some of the some of the minis right here. See if they, I don't know if they'll show. Oh, yeah, he shows up pretty well. Yeah, they show pretty well. Okay, so got yeah. some. Got some three D printed. One of the guys I know has a three D printer. He printed off some some Englishman for me. That one's not very clear, but yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. That's our uh, our weekend plans there. So um, for the rest of the people who can't see this on on there, I'm showing off some of my silver bayonet crew. And uh, cool. Sunday is just gonna be probably. Well, I guess I think Sunday is actually Gremlins Day, so I might go see Gremlins in the theater this weekend. So sweet, man. Yeah. See if they got anything new coming up. Uh, yeah. All right. So yeah, Sunday on the 12th is gremlins day. And then the rest of it, it's all just, well, this past weekend and uh, tomorrow, since we're recording on Tuesday is a Christmas story. Then they got gremlins and the rest of it's Polar Express, White Christmas, Elf, Christmas Vacation, and It's a Wonderful Life. So I don't think I'm going to be going to any <laughs> movies the rest of the year after I go see, if I decide to go see Gremlins <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Gremlins and gaming, that's a good weekend. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, I got the football game on Sunday too, so that'll be a, that'll be a good thing. I probably will go see... Uh, Gremlins, because I mean it's only like ten bucks to go, so sure, that's worth it. But it's not as exciting as Canada, but it's worth it for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Canada, and I love gaming, man. Gaming and the good classic movies. So uh, remember to give us an update next time. 
We'll do gaming gaming weekend. Uh, and we do have the Lost Caverns of Ixalan coming out. Uh, I think the pre-release is next weekend. So we might have to look at their top five cards for that as well in the next sure, let's take... in the next two weeks. So yeah, let's take a look. All right, sounds good. I don't know. I don't have anything else. You got anything else? No, we can do a quickie. I'm sure. uh, holding back coughs, so that'll that's just fine if we do a quickie. All right, sounds good. Yeah, so I, yeah, at that point, yeah, we're just going to wrap it up here because I got nothing. Oh, yeah, I guess I got one more small thing. We did get the dates for Crypticon next year, and it is going to be uh, Friday the 13th is in September, so it's going to be the 13th, 14th, and 15th of 2024 for Crypticon hey, Minneapolis. So big plans for that if you got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Get on the calendar early. Yep. All right. Well, this is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and Geese podcast where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks.